0: so welcome to the bible in 260 podcast your journey through the bible in 260 days welcome to episode 44 today we are going to look at the theme of the founder and perfecter of our faith while we'll go back to numbers and see some of the story of the people of the tribe of levi aaron and the duties of his sons and those connected to them we'll also go to hebrews chapter 12 and see that Jesus is the one who actually gives the faith that we need, that he is the founder and perfecter of our faith. So let's begin with Numbers chapter 3. Now these are the records of Aaron and Moses when the Lord spoke with Moses at, on Mount Sinai. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, Nadab the firstborn, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, the anointed priests, whom he consecrated to minister as priests. Nadab and Abihu died before the Lord when they offered strange fire before the Lord in the desert of Sinai, and they had no children. So Eliezer and Ithamar ministered as priests in the presence of Aaron their father. The Lord spoke to Moses, Bring the tribe of Levi near, and present them before Aaron the priest, that they may serve him. They are responsible for his needs and the needs of the whole community before the tent of meeting by attending to the service of the tabernacle, and they are responsible for all the furnishings of the tent of meeting and for the needs of the Israelites as they serve in the tabernacle. You are to assign the Levites to Aaron and his sons. They will be assigned exclusively to him out of all the Israelites. So you are to appoint Aaron and his sons, and they will be responsible for their priesthood. But the unauthorized person who comes near must be put to death. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Look, I myself have taken the Levites from among the Israelites instead of every firstborn who opens the womb among the Israelites. So the Levites belong to me, because all the firstborn are mine. When I destroyed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I set apart for myself all the firstborn in Israel, both man and beast. They belong to me. I am the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to Moses in the desert of Sinai. Number the Levites by their clans and their families, every male from a month old and upward you are to number. So Moses numbered them according to the word of the Lord, just as he had been commanded. These were the sons of Levi by their names, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. These are the names of the sons of Gershon by their families, Libni and Shimei. The sons of Kohath by their families were Amram, Ishar, Hebron, and Uzziel. The sons of Merari by their families were Mali and Mushi. those, These are the families of the Levites by their clans. From Gershon came the family of the Libnites and the family of the Shimeites. These were the families of the Gershonites. Those of them who were numbered, counting every male from a month old and upward, were 7,500. The families of the Gershonites were to camp behind the tabernacle toward the west. Now the leader of the clan of the Gershonites was eliasaph the son of Lyel. And the responsibilities of the Gershonites in the tent of meeting included the tabernacle, the tent with its covering, the curtain at the entrance of the tent of meeting, the hangings of the courtyard, the curtain at the entrance of the courtyard that surrounded the tabernacle and the altar, all their ropes, plus all the service connected connected with these things. From Kohath came the family of the Amorites, the family of the Israelites, the family of the Hebronites, and the family of the Uzzielites. These were the families of the Kohathites. Counting every male from a month old and upward, there were 8,600. They were responsible for the care of the sanctuary. The families of the Kohathites were to camp on the south side of the tabernacle. Now the leader of the clan of the families of the Kohathites was Elisaphan, son of Aziel. Their responsibilities included the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, and the utensils of the sanctuary with which they ministered, the curtain, and all their service. Now the head of the Levitical leaders was Eleazar, son of Aaron the priest. He was appointed over those who were responsible for the sanctuary. From Merari came the family of the Malites and the family of the Mushites. These were the families of Merari. Those of them who were numbered, counting every male from a month old and upward, were 6,200. Now the leader of the clan of the families of Merari was Zuriel, son of Abihail. These were to camp on the north side of the tabernacle. The appointed responsibilities of the Merarites included the frames of the tabernacle, its crossbars, its posts, its sockets, its utensils, plus all the service connected with all these things, and the pillars of the courtyard all around, with their sockets, their pegs, and their ropes. But those who were to camp in front of the tabernacle on the east, in front of the tent of meeting, were Moses, Aaron, and his sons. They were responsible for the needs of the sanctuary and for the needs of the Israelites, But the unauthorized person who approached was to be put to death. All who were numbered of the Levites, whom Moses and Aaron numbered by the word of the Lord, according to their families, every male from a month old and upward, were twenty-two thousand. Then the Lord said to Moses, Number all the firstborn males of the Israelites from a month old and upward, and take the number of their names. And take the Levites for me, I am the Lord, instead of all the firstborn males among the Israelites, and all the livestock of the Levites instead of all the firstborn of the livestock of the Israelites. So Moses numbered all the firstborn males among the Israelites, as the Lord had commanded him. And all the firstborn males, by the number of the names from the month old and upward, totaled 22,273. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Take the Levites instead of all the firstborn males among the Israelites, and the livestock of all the Levites instead instead of their livestock, and the Levites will be mine. I am the Lord. And for the redemption of the 273 firstborn males of the Israelites who exceed the number of Levites, collect five shekels from each one individually. You are to collect this amount in the currency of the sanctuary shekel. This shekel is 20 geras. And give the money for the redemption of the excess number of them to Aaron and his sons. So Moses took the redemption money from those who were in excess of those redeemed by the Levites from the firstborn males of the Israelites, he collected the money. 1,365 shekels according to the sanctuary shekel. Moses gave the redemption money to Aaron and his sons according to the word of the Lord as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Take a census of the Kohathites from among the Levites by their families and by their clans from 30 years old and upward to 50 years old, all who enter the company to do the work of the tent of meeting. This is the service of the Kohathites in the tent of meeting relating to the most holy things, When it is time for the camp to journey, Aaron and his sons must come and take down the screening curtain and cover the Ark of the Testimony with it. Then they must put put over it a covering of fine leather and spread over that a cloth entirely of blue, and then they must insert its poles. On the table of the presence they must spread a blue cloth and put on it the dishes, the pans, the bowls, and the pitchers for pouring, and the bread of the presence must be on it continually. They must spread over them a scarlet cloth and cover the same thing with a a covering of fine leather, and they must insert its poles. They must take a blue cloth and cover the lampstand of the light with its lamps, its wick, trimmers, its trays, and all its oil vessels with which they service it. Then they must put put it with all its utensils in a covering of fine leather and put it on a carrying beam. They must spread a blue cloth on the gold altar and cover it with a covering of fine leather, They must insert its poles. Then they must take all the utensils of the service with which they serve the sanctuary, put them in a blue cloth, cover them with a covering of fine leather, and put them on a carrying beam. Also they must take away the ashes from the altar and spread a purple cloth over it. Then they must place on it all its implements with which they serve there, the trays, the meat forks, the shovels, the basins, and all the utensils of the altar, and they must spread on it a covering of fine leather and then insert its poles. When Aaron and his sons have finished covering the sanctuary and all the furnishings of the sanctuary, when the camp is ready to journey, then the Kohathites will come to carry them, but they must not touch any holy thing or they will die. These are the responsibilities of the Kohathites with the tent of meeting. The appointed responsibility of Eliezer son of Aaron the priest is for the oil for the light and the spiced incense and the daily grain offering and the anointing oil. He also has the appointed responsibility over all the tabernacle with all that is in it, over the sanctuary and over all its furnishings. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Do not allow the tribe of the families of the Kohathites to be cut off from among the Levites, but in order that they will live and not die when they approach the most holy things, do this for them. Aaron and his sons will go in and appoint each man to his service and his responsibility. But the Kohathites are not to go in to watch while the holy things are being covered Or they will die then the lord spoke to moses also take a census of the gershonites also by their clans and by their families you must number them from thirty years old and upward to fifty years old all who enter the company to do the work of the tent of meeting this is the service of the family of the gershonites as they serve and carry it they must carry the curtains for the tabernacle and the tent of meeting with its coverings the covering of fine leather that is over it the curtains for the entrance of the tent of meeting the hangings for the courtyard, the curtain for the entrance of the gate of the court, which is around the tabernacle and the altar, and their ropes, along with all the furnishings for their service, everything that is made for them. So they are to serve. All the service of the Gershonites, whether carrying loads or for any other work, will be at the direction of Aaron and his sons. You will assign them all their tasks as their responsibility. This is the service of the families of the Gershonites concerning the tent of meeting. Their responsibilities will be under the authority of Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. As for the sons of Merari, you are to number them by their families and by their clans. You must number them from thirty years old and upward to fifty years old, all who enter the company to do the work of the tent of meeting. This is what they are responsible to carry as the entire service in the tent of meeting. The frames of the tabernacle, its crossbars, its posts, its sockets, and the posts of the surrounding courtyard with their sockets, ten pegs, and ropes along with all their furnishings and everything for their service. You are to sign by name the items that each man is responsible to carry. This is the service of the family of the Merarites; their entire service concerning the tent of meeting under the authority of Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. So Moses and Aaron and the leaders of the community numbered the Kohathites by their families and clans from 30 years old and upward to 50 years old, everyone who entered the company for the work of the tent of meeting and those of them numbered by their families were 2,750. These were those numbered by the families of the Kohathites, everyone who served in the tent of meeting, whom Moses and Aaron numbered according to the word of the Lord by the authority of Moses. Those numbered from the Gershonites by their families and by their clans, from 30 years old and upward to 50 years old, everyone who entered the company for the work of the tent of meeting, those of them numbered by their families, by their clans, were 2,630. These were those numbered from the families of the Gershonites. Everyone who served in the tent of meeting, whom Moses and Aaron numbered according to the word of the Lord. Those numbered from the families of the Merarites, by their families, by their clans, from thirty years old and upward to fifty years old, everyone who entered the company for the work of the tent of meeting, those of them numbered by their families were three thousand two hundred. These are those numbered from the families of the Merarites, whom Moses and Aaron numbered according to the word of the Lord, by the authority of Moses. All who were numbered of the Levites, whom Moses, Aaron, and the leaders of Israel numbered by their families and by their clans from 30 years old and upward to 50 years old, everyone who entered to the work of the service and the work of carrying related to, relating to the tent of meeting, those of them numbered were 8,580. According to the word of the Lord, they were numbered by the authority of Moses, each according to his service and according to what he was to carry. Thus they were numbered by him as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Command the Israelites to expel from the camp every leper, everyone who has a discharge, and whoever becomes defiled by a corpse. You must expel both men and women. You must put them outside the camp, so that they will not defile their camps, among which I live. So the Israelites did so, and expelled them outside the camp. As the Lord had spoken to Moses, so the Israelites did. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites, when a man or a woman commits any sin that people commit, thereby breaking faith with the Lord, and that person is found guilty, then he must confess his sin that he has committed, and he must make full reparation, add one-fifth to it, and give it to whomever he wronged. But if the individual has no close relative to whom reparation can be made for the wrong, the reparation for the wrong must be paid to the Lord for the priest, in addition to the ram of atonement by which atonement is made for him. Every offering of all the Israelites' holy things that they bring to the priest will be his. Every man's holy things will be his. Whatever any man gives the priest will be his. The Lord spoke to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and tell them, If any man's wife goes astray and behaves unfaithfully toward him, and a man goes to bed with her for sexual relations without her husband knowing it, and it is undetected that she has defiled herself since there was no witness against her, nor was she caught in the act, and if a jealous feelings come over him and he becomes suspicious of his wife when she is defiled, or his, if jealous feelings come over him and he becomes suspicious of his wife when she is not defiled, then the man must bring his wife to the priest, and he must bring the offering required for her, one-tenth of an ephod of barley meal. He must not pour olive oil on it or put frankincense on it, because it is a grain offering of suspicion, a grain offering for remembering, for bringing iniquity to remembrance." Then the priest will bring her near and have her stand before the Lord. The priest will then take holy water in a pottery jar and take some of the dust that is on the floor of the tabernacle and put it into the water. Then the priest will have the woman stand before the Lord and he will uncover the woman's head and put the grain offering for remembering in her hands, which is the grain offering of suspicion. The priest will hold in his hand the bitter water that brings a curse. Then the priest will put the woman under oath and say to her, If no other man has gone to bed with you, and if you have not gone astray and become defiled while under your husband's authority, may you be free from this bitter water that brings a curse. But if you have gone astray while under your husband's authority, and if you have defiled yourself and some other man other than your husband has had sexual relations with you, then the priest will put the woman under the curse, under the oath of the curse, and will say to her, The Lord make you an attested curse among your people if the Lord makes your thigh fall away and your abdomen swell. And this water that causes the curse will go into your stomach and make your abdomen swell and your thigh rot. Then the woman must say, Amen, Amen. Then the priest will write these things, these curses on a scroll and then scrape them off into the bitter water. Then he will make the woman drink the water that brings a curse, and the water that brings a curse will enter her to produce bitterness. The priest will take the grain offering of suspicion from the woman's hand, wave the grave offering, grain offering before the Lord, and bring it to the altar. Then the priest will take a handful of the grain offering as a memorial portion, burn it on the altar, and afterward make the woman drink the water. When he has made her drink the water, then if she has defiled herself and behaved unfaithfully toward her husband, the water that brings a curse will enter her to produce bitterness. Her abdomen will swell, her thigh will fall away, and the woman will become a curse among her people. But if the woman has not defiled herself and is clean, then she will be free of ill effects and will become able to bear children. This is the law for cases of jealousy, when a wife, while under her husband's authority, goes astray and defiles herself, or when jealous feelings come over a man and he becomes suspicious of his wife. Then he must have the woman stand before the Lord, and the priest will carry out all of this law upon her. Then the man will be free from iniquity, but that woman will bear consequences of her iniquity. Now you might think, what a strange law and thing put in place here. And this was actually a way that God was protecting women in that society from false accusations by their husbands who were jealous. Basically, he was saying, have them drink some water with a little bit of dust put in it. And when they did that, basically God would intervene. If they were actually guilty, there would be consequences. But if they weren't, then they would be fine. And so God was protecting them, as strange as it might sound to our ears today. And now we conclude with Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we must get rid of every weight and the sin that clings so closely and run with endurance the race set before us, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Think of him who endured such opposition against himself by sinners, so that you may not grow weary in your souls and give up. You have not yet resisted to the point of bloodshed in your struggle against sin, and have you forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as sons? My son, do not scorn the Lord's discipline, or give up when he corrects you, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son he accepts. Endure your suffering as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there that a father does not discipline? But if you do not experience discipline, something all sons have shared in, then you are illegitimate and are not sons. Besides, we have experienced discipline from our earthly fathers, and we respected them. Shall we not submit ourselves to the, all the more to the Father of spirits and receive life? For they disciplined us for a little while, as seemed good to them. But He does so for our benefit, that we may share His holiness." Now all discipline seems painful at the time, not joyful. But later it produces the fruit of peace and righteousness for those trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your listless hands and your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but be healed. Pursue peace with everyone and holiness, for without it no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God that no one be like a bitter root springing up and causing trouble, and and through it many become defiled. And see to it that no one becomes an immoral or godless person like Esau who sold his own birthright for a single meal. For you know that later when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no opportunity for repentance, although he sought the blessing with tears. For you have not come to something that can be touched, to a burning fire, and darkness and gloom and a whirlwind, and the blast of a trumpet and a voice uttering words such that those who heard be begged to hear no more. For they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned. In fact, the scene was so terrifying that Moses said, I shudder with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, to the assembly and congregation of the firstborn, who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous, who have been made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks of something better than Abel's does. Take care, then, not to refuse the one who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused the one who warned them on the earth, how much less shall we if we reject the one who warns from heaven? Then his voice shook the earth, But now he has promised, I will once more shake not only the earth but heaven too. Now this phrase, once more, indicates the removal of what is shaken, that is, of created things, so that what is unshaken may remain. So, since we are receiving an unshakable kingdom, let us give thanks, and through this let us offer worship pleasing to God in devotion and awe, for our God is indeed a devouring fire. And so we are reminded that Jesus is the pioneer, the founder, and perfecter of our faith. A faith that is so amazing that it means we can be in relationship with a God who is a devouring fire without being devoured. Because now we have a new access and living relationship with that same very God. A relationship of love because of Jesus and all that he has done. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the NetBible, httpnetbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.